Welcome to another episode of the Christian Coach Podcast. Listeners, we are so excited you're taking the time to join us and be with us. I've got an incredible guest. He is a uh, off camera, I, I said a repeat offender, so I got to I got to say that a repeat guest. But Coach Neil Young, welcome to the show. Yes, yeah, good to be here, Jim. This is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be great. I'm excited to have you again. Uh, Neil was on the uh, episode, I believe, season three, uh, right before I joined. So if you want to go back and listen to Coach Young, I believe May seventeenth, twenty twenty two. It was episode eighty seven. So take some time and listen to that. But we remind you, listeners, that our mission is to serve coaches through conversation so they can lead like Jesus. So excited again to have Coach Young. He is the head coach at Ohio Ohio Northern University and just starting up uh, year number two. And I'm excited to get into this conversation. So, Coach, you are familiar with the show. And we start mm -hmm. off with our power question, which you have answered. But uh, feel free to uh, dig a little deeper if you want. But what does it mean to you to be a Christian coach? Yeah, I, I love that. First of all, I love that you kind of have the same line of questioning with all your guests. I just like the way that flows. And it's it's made listening to these podcasts fun. But yeah, I, I think the last time I was on, I talked about how being a Christian coach, what that means to me is all about kind of whose kingdom are you are you building right like is are you trying to build your kingdom or are you trying to build his kingdom and i would say i, I still absolutely believe that to be true but I, I do think it's kind of evolved to mean a little bit more um than that to me and, and i guess it's always meant more you know you're never getting the full answer of what it means you know in this format but i, I do think just something that i've realized about myself too that i really believe strongly in is how as a Christian coach, you know, excellence matters. Hmm. Um, and, and I think that can kind of get glossed over sometimes, you know, we were created in a lot of ways to do a lot of things, but one of those things is to work. And all, I think, you know, the way I view work is that all work has meaning, you know, whether you're a coach, whether you're whatever you are all and how we approach that work really matters. And, and, you know, I, I think like when I talk to other people, kind of, I say this tongue in cheek, but it's like, can you imagine Jesus as a subpar carpenter, mm. you know what I mean? And I just like, I can't, you know, like I can't, right. I can't even think about it like that. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. So it's like, well, obviously there's, you know, we should be really trying to pursue excellence yeah. in how we approach our job. And and certainly our, our jobs can be means to spread the gospel, but it, it's also more than that. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just a mission field, you know, that's part of it, but man, being, trying to pursue excellence is important. And then I also think kind of along with, you know, you're trying to build his kingdom, make it about other people, but to do that, you know, we need help, you know? And I think for me, being a Christian coach means that I, I have that help in the form of, I have access to the Holy spirit, yeah. you know what I mean? Through prayer, through God's word to, to kind of help me in the day to day. And, and that's something that and I think is is really important and, and really distinguishes a, a Christian coach from a non-Christian coach in terms of having that resource to continually yeah. go back to. Um, you know, and then the last thing that has become really important for me when I talk about this is the idea of like, I believe that everybody was created in God's image. Mm -hmm. And so everybody that I coach, everybody, every administrator that I interact with, every fellow coach, every player, whether they're good, whether they're bad, it doesn't matter. They all have value because they were created in God's image. And, th and that should be reflected in how I 
interact with those people. Right. And I'm, you know, hopefully growing in that, you know, I think I still got a little work to do when it comes to officials. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, but, but those are things that I think those, those things should kind of distinguish how we view people, how we view our job and how we kind of approach things and, and where we go for help. Right. The most often. And so, that, yeah, I'd say that's kind of what it means to me. So good, coach. I feel like I can end the podcast now. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're done. But man, just to recap, listening to your answer, I just took some notes like, listener, whose kingdom are you coaching for? That's incredible. Excellence matters. Um, we have access to the Holy Spirit. And I think so many times I know me, coach, we, we don't tap into that like we should. And then you said, man, all created in God's image. So gold right there, my friend, gold. Uh, as we mentioned, um, Coach, when you were with us last time, you were kind of transitioning. I think you were finishing up your fifth year at Covenant, correct me if I'm wrong, and then getting ready to make the change up to um, Ohio Northern. So since that last time in this last you know year, year and a half, what's God been teaching you, man? What, what have you learned through maybe that transitioning process, um, man, new university, new culture, just share with us some lessons, some, some nuggets that you got along the way. Yeah. You know, I don't know if the trends, if, you know, it's been anything about the transition specifically that I've learned through the transition. I've certainly been reminded of some things, um, and appreciate some, I mean, one is moving is terrible, yeah. right? You know, like I know right. that's not what you were going for, but goodness yeah. gracious, like, Moving is the word. So I was definitely reminded about that. Um, but also too, just how fortunate I am to be married to my wife. Um, transition is not easy. Yeah. Um, you know, we we left a situation where we had great community. Mm. Um, and it, it's and we've moved around a, a bit, you know what I mean? So we've started over from scratch, but I think we probably had the best community all around that we've ever had kind of through our five years in, in Chattanooga. And so leaving that was difficult, Yeah, you know what I mean? And, but, you know, my wife, her name is Maggie, I call her Mags to, to her credit. I mean, she's all in, you know, the opportunity mm -hmm. to come back, be closer to family, even though, you know, starting over again, never easy. Um, but she's been just unbelievably resilient. You yeah. know, she's very sweet, like very sweet, you know, or you've met yep. her, like she's very sweet. But she's also tough, you know, like she, <laughs> she doesn't get the credit. Like she's a former All-American athlete. Like she's tough. Yeah. And she doesn't get the credit that she deserves for her toughness. So I just want to take an opportunity to shout out my wife's toughness. Right. She's not just sweet. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's just a lot of stress that comes with starting over, taking over a new program, moving new schools with the kids, new families. And so. You know, I think we've definitely seen the effects of that, but, you know, to to her credit, she's been awesome. And that that has made it easier for me to to do kind of what I've been able to do yeah. and kind of focus on some things, other some other things. So that that's been that's been crucial. But also too, like just being reminded that while I'm there's no there's no perfect situation. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's probably good. You know, like I think if I was in a perfect situation, I think I don't know that that would be good for me. Yeah, uh, I think I would I would lose a lot of hunger. And and, and that's definitely something I don't want to do. Um, so it this is great. Like we, we love being here. We're glad yeah. we're here. But yeah, it's it's you know, no situation is perfect. Right. Um, 
And so just kind of being reminded of that. And I, I think that's been good. That's for good. Us. And great shout out to your wife. So Maggie, if you're listening right around the eight minute mark, you can hear that great shout out from your husband. But I do know Maggie and I'll tell you what, our coaches wives, they're the heroes, man. They just, mm -hmm. number one, they put up with us as coaches and all our personality and all our quirks that we have. So shout out to all the coaches wives out there. And uh, man, when you were saying that, I, I can relate. Uh, moving, moving is terrible. But sometimes, yeah, it is the worst. And that's those are the times, though, when we look back where I think I know for my life that God was getting me comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes as coaches, we get so comfortable that what happens is for me is I just start doing it in my own flesh, my own power, my own strengths. But when I'm a little uncomfortable, these are the times that I'm really, as you said, tapping into the Holy Spirit. And I'm on my knees and I'm like, I got I need you. And we know that doing that every, every day. Again, talking to coach Neil Young, the head coach up at Ohio Northern University. I got to ask coach, I'm looking at the background. I don't see the whole thing, but it looks like a mission statement, motto, something. What do you got? That's our program mantra. Okay. Um, it's kind of our program. mantra. It's also our family mantra in the young household, live last hunt lions. That's kind of a little mantra that we use to kind of encapsulate some of the main things that we want to really try to be about. Um, and it's, it's, it's short enough for me to remember it, which yeah. is key. Um, but yeah, it's something that's, it's kind of a mantra that has become extremely meaningful to me. Hopefully um, it's become meaningful to our players and and hopefully my kids, um, it will become more and more meaningful to them as they grow up as well. I love it. I love it. Well, tell me then the origin of it and what's it mean? Yeah, so it's something that we kind of came up with um, when I was at Goshen. You know, I, I think the biggest mistake I made early as a coach was I tried to, I thought it was my job to teach my guys, excuse me, teach them everything about everything, yeah. right? So we we tried to emphasize everything. And in doing that, we ended up emphasizing nothing. Mm. And so we were just really, we weren't satisfied with where our culture was after a couple of years. And we kind of through a lot of conversation with my staff, with my wife kind of came to this realization of like, well, you know, every week we're emphasizing different things, you know, it's just kind of, there's nothing consistent. And so we really just kind of went back to the drawing board and started talking about, okay, like if we could only teach our guys one thing, mm. like what would it be? And then kind of the other question was if, if, if we're going up against a team that's equally as talented as us, equally as as well coached, what do we think will be the primary distinguishing factor and maybe who has the, the competitive edge? And so we started asking these questions um, and we eventually came up with this this mantra of live last hunt lions, which essentially, you know, live last is all about your priorities and your in your perspective. Right. It's at taken at its root, it's kind of signifies that how we want to have God first and others second, mm -hmm. um, you know, love God first, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. Kind of that concept yeah. um, that Jesus speaks about with the greatest commandment. But what we talk about the most is probably this idea of finding greatness in service to others mm -hmm. and, and trying to make it about other people, adding value to other people's lives, being secure enough in who you are that you can celebrate other people's success and just trying to build 
a culture where we're not threatened by the other the success of other people, but we actually take pride in in helping add value and actually elevating other people every single day. Yeah. And so that that's we want to we want to be about that more than anything. And then the Hunt Lions thing is just about like you you cannot be controlled by fear in yeah. basketball or in life. And so we we really want to be fearless in our pursuit of whatever it is God has called us to pursue. And and that's kind of evolved a little bit into being not being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we talked to that our guys about that. You know, I talk I I need to that's something I I I need to not be afraid to fail. You know, it's just so those are kind of the main things that we're kind of always going back to as a program and and just with our family, those are kind of the things we talk to our kids about the most. Love it. Love it. Love hearing that word service in there. Love hearing about, you know, uh, failing. And I think it's John Maxwell says failing forward and, and, you know, teaching our players, don't be afraid of mistakes. That's how you get better. And even as coaches, I appreciate your vulnerability and opening up. And you said as a young coach, you know, that mistake of not, not really doing too much. So mm-hmm. it's going to lead into this question. I, I think coach, we have several younger listeners and I would consider you now I mean, this is probably year number. Help me out. Are you probably year number 16? 11? 16. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, so you're past, 11 as a head coach. 16 11 as a head, 16 overall. Coach. So you're no longer the young coach anymore. Right? I know. I'm just you're, coach. You're, yeah, you're just coach, right? Just coach. So the younger coach that's starting out, right? You, you know, mm-hmm. the at the college level, the GA, the ops guy, you know, that kid out of college taking that JV position, you know, they're listening, they're, they're, they're trying to grow in their career and their calling. So what's one of the biggest uh, advices or, you know, lessons you learned as a young coach that you can share that could help the young coach starting out? Yeah. I mean, again, like, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but live last hunt lions is mm. that's kind of like my thing. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and so that would be where I would start is mm. about, you know, you, you can't make it about yourself, but right. But to, you know, more practically and maybe more specifically, I think the three big, big things I would say to a young coach is one, you got to you got to play the long game. Mm. You know, like you can't you can't get caught because there's you're, you're going to know somebody in your circle, somebody that, you know, is probably going to get really lucky and ascend like crazy. Yeah. And but that that's the exception. Right. That's not the rule. And that has to do with a lot of factors that you can't really control. And so most of us have to play the long game and we got to be patient and we just got to try to do a good job today and get a little bit better and just kind of, you know, it's, you know, I I would say I have a, 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 I'm very fortunate to be the head coach at Ohio Northern. I think a lot of people, myself included, would consider it. It's a great spot. It's a, it's a place where you can coach forever and retire. Okay. Well, it was 16 years to get here. You know what I mean? Like that's a while. It's going to, it's going to take you a decade in this business, I think, to really figure out who you are, kind of find yourself, determine what's important to you, grow to where you're, you're ready to kind of have that job that you may have your eye on right now. So you got to play the long game and just because it takes a while doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. Um, And that kind of goes into the second thing, which is like, you got to fight like crazy Mm. to not play the comparison game. Yeah. You just, it is. I'm. I've never done anything but coach. I'm sure it's it's a big thing in re- regardless of profession. I just know in coaching, comparison runs rampant, and it, it. I've never seen it be good. Yeah. You know, I've never seen it result in something positive for for myself, 
for the, the the group of coaches that I'm close to that I talk with, I've just never seen it be a good thing. Yeah. Um, I've only seen it detract. Yeah. And it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? But I still think you can do it right. Like you can fight that fight. And that's certainly a worthy fight. Um, and then the last thing I would say is like, don't get, don't be so mad all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm I think it's so, it's so easy for young coaches. I mean, I was certainly this way. Like when I was a young coach, man, I was, I was fired up about something yep. every day. Right. Sometimes more than like every day, every practice I'm fired up, I'm yelling. And, and I just think it, you know, a lot of the things that I was, I was yelling about back then and raising us think about back then, like they, they ultimately weren't that important. Right. Right. You know, right. like I, I probably would have been a lot more effective had I not been so mad about everything mm. and actually talk to people like human beings instead of, you know, like your stereotypical crazy coach. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I know, I guarantee you, I burned some bridges with some players because of how I interacted with some players back in there. I guarantee you that happened. Yeah. Um. You know, and so it's just, I, I think I I don't know many coaches that are better at their job when they get angry. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think if we can just try to have some perspective and relax and not make it about us and not take everything personal yeah. and not be so angry all the time, you know, I, you know, cause you don't, I just think it would help. You yeah. know, yeah. if I could go back, I would certainly try to do that differently for sure. It's, it's like uh, Hey, enjoy it. And then tell your face to enjoy it. Right. It's like, we get so, we get so business mode that it's like, we, we treat this thing like, like, you know, it's do or die. And I, I can relate coach at, I coached all the way up. I'm 48 now. And I coached all the way up to, I was about, you know, 46 in my twenties and thirties, man, you know, you're just, you're trying so hard to fit this identity of a coach and you don't even know what that is. And then by about 40, I started figuring out, man, just be me be real, be genuine, love the kids, serve the kids. And then it became fun. And yeah. I look back and I was like, I don't think I had as much fun in my twenties and thirties. I had all the energy, mm -hmm. but then I started really enjoying it because it wasn't about me. Yeah. And so I really resonated to that. We don't have to be mad all the time, man. You can, yeah. you can tell jokes sometimes, you know, like let them sure. see the human side of you. So good. I think that's a great quote. Tell your face. Yeah. yeah I, tell I, your face. Tell my face sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Let's do this, Coach. Transition a little bit. Tell us about Ohio Northern, uh, the university, the location, the affiliation, um, the culture up there as a university, and then to uh, piggyback off of that, then what are you excited about going into year two mm -hmm. as the head coach? Yeah, well, it's a really unique spot because we're still, we're a small college for yeah. sure. But we're bigger than a lot of small college. I mean, we're thirty one hundred students, okay. um, you know, which is which is certainly bigger than any school I've ever coached at before. Yeah. Um, bigger than where I went in Anderson University. And, and it's a it's a big, beautiful campus, lots of space, you know, so it's it feels like college. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you, you know, I mean, you've been doing this long enough. You know, yeah. you go to some college campuses and it's like it doesn't necessarily feel like. But oh, and you, man, it's it's a cool spot. Like it yeah. just it feels like a college. Um, great academics, obviously. Um, you know, so you can feel really, really confident that any guys you're bringing in are going to be really well prepared for their career. Or, you know, so it's it's really cool in that respect. Yeah. The lo the location, 
to me is is really unique because we're in a very small town. So Ada is a small town, um, but it's small enough to where like kind of the downtown area kind of runs into the school. They kind of they kind of merge. And so it creates this this college town, like college village type of feel that you get on a lot of bigger schools where you yeah. have kind of this road where kind of everything is. And so it's kind of cool because, you know, you see students walking around downtown all the time and everything's walkable. So it just kind of creates a a unique little environment. And mm-hmm. so I really like it. Um, you know, we're, we're close to Finley. We're close to Columbus. We're close to Lima. I'm closer to family yeah. in, in Indiana. So I really like the location. Um, and we, we have like a kind of a niche recruiting grounds that we're able to really target. And it's, yeah. you know, kind of that Western half of Ohio for the most part, obviously there's always exceptions, but you know, so it's, it's nice having recruiting trips that aren't three hours. Um, yeah. you know, when I was at covenant, man, you're going down to Atlanta, like, yeah. I don't, who, who knows how long it's going to take, you know, it could take, <laughs> oh, yeah. hours, it could take five, like you just don't know. Yeah. Um, so I, I really like that. Um, there's, there's great support. And so yeah, there's, there's a lot of reasons to be excited about it. Um, in terms of what I'm excited about this year is, you know, I didn't recruit all of the guys on the roster, but we're to the point where we've got 19 guys and, and I think I recruited 16 of them. Okay. Um, and so it, it really feels like you're coaching your guys and even the guys I didn't recruit, I've coached them for a year now. So they, they feel like your guys, it, it feels like, you know, guys that you have a good relationship with. And I, I really like, the two classes we brought in. And so they'll, they'll be sophomores and freshmen. So we'll, we'll be young, but young is fun too. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it can be a little yeah. of this, but it's also fun because there's a lot of room for growth there, yeah. you know, and, and you can see it, yeah. you know, you can really see that growth, you know, sometimes weeks, a week at a time, you know, whereas with older guys, you know, you don't necessarily, they're still growing, but you don't necessarily see it like right. you do with the younger guys. So I'm excited to just kind of have some some youth, some energy, and really see kind of how guys grow for yeah. sure. Well said, well said. Excited to follow you. Excited for the upcoming season as you start year two. Again, we're talking to Neil Young on the Christian Coach Podcast. He's the head coach starting year number two up at Ohio Northern University. He was formerly at Covenant College and then four years at Goshen. Uh, played some college ball at Anderson. So uh, let's do this as we get ready to kind of wrap it up a little bit, coach. I wanted to ask you this uh, again on the previous podcast. And again, listeners, you can go back to episode 87, hear more about coach Young's testimony, uh, some different um, things he shared in the earlier episode. But I know you mentioned, you know, your dad getting you involved in sports. I know the influence that your, your mom and grandma, I believe on the faith side, I wanted to ask you this kind of, um, kind of role models in your life right now and more, not that older role model, but, but more like that iron sharpens iron. I know some of your circles, but maybe, you know, whether you want to shout them out right here, that's fine. But either people in your circle that are holding you accountable and lessons that you're learning through some of your, your peer groups. Yeah, that's, um, I appreciate the question because I will definitely shout them out by name because they deserve to be recognized. But before that, I will say that Like, I think the majority of my growth spiritually as an adult has been due to kind of like the people that I've, that God's put around me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm a little like, sometimes I can get a little jealous because like, I don't know that I've ever had that like 
older kind of like stereotypical like mentor who like you know what i mean like i don't know that i've ever had that certainly not for like a long period of time right. um certainly there have been older men here and there that have that have influenced me for sure but yeah man just just having that that peer group of other coaches that are like-minded that are passionate about their faith that are really trying to do it the way god wants them to do it that are really trying to be transformational um, and how they coach. I mean, that those guys have been unbelievably encouraging, impactful. They've, you know, I've learned from them just a lot of different things. And so I played um, with a guy named Jeff Clark. He's the associate head coach at Indiana Wesleyan. He's a guy that if he's not been on this podcast, he should be. Yeah. He's awesome. I think he has been. Though. He has. He has. Um, and so Jeff Clark, he's at Indiana Wesleyan. Now we played together at Anderson University. Then when we were, when he, when Jeff was a junior, when I was a sophomore, we went on a mission trip with athletes in action and we met Omar Mance. Mm. Um, Omar was the former, he's been a lot of different places. Um, and us three just kind of always stayed in touch. Artie Culver was a part of that group as well. And, and, and that group was really, really just has been great for me. And then as I've gotten older and, you know, you, you talk about guys like Jared Ronai at, at Mount Vernon Nazarene, Boomer Roberts at Purdue Northwest, Jimmy Elgis at, at Henderson State, Jake Delaney at Furman, who was my assistant at Covenant. Um, you know, these are these are strong men of God that have just been unbelievably encouraging to me over the years. I mean, we're talking like we talk. I talk to these guys all the time, yeah. um, always offering up good perspective you know, encouragement, advice, whatever it is, you know, and, and also didn't giving me a chance to, to return, to give that back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a mutually beneficial relationship because sometimes, you know, we need to be able to encourage others too. I mean, that makes you feel good in a different way. Yeah. And so just kind of having those mutually beneficial relationships where we're like, you, you said it best iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, those, those guys have been just incredibly beneficial to me. And then also my wife. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, my wife has taught me more than anybody mm. regarding a lot of things in, you know, she's rubbed off on me as a parent a lot, but then that's, that's transitioned to how I coach too, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, so it's, you know, that, that's kind of been my circle. Um, and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, yeah. you know, when this thing drops, I'm about to get a text from somebody, yeah. but, but yeah, those, those guys have, have been, in, and my wife have been incredibly important. That's good. Good stuff. And coach, if you listener coach, if you're out there and you, you find like you're on an Island, you, you got to get, you got to get your circle. You got to get your group and it doesn't have to be 10, 15. It, it could be two or three, you know, it mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a, a big group, but you, like we said, iron sharpens iron and we need those individuals to keep us accountable. And like you said, coach, just the opportunity for us to encourage them and no not only them encouraging us. Well, as we wrap up coach, this has been awesome. I've, so grateful you taking the time to do this. Um, here's what I like to end with, man. It is called my rapid fire. So you have no script, man. We're we're bouncing them off. I, I got 10 quick questions. All right. So the first thing that comes to your mind, you just all shoot right. it out and you got a minute. So you're on the clock, man. Let's do it. Yeah, let's clock's do it. on. Are you ready? I'm ready. I think. I mean, we'll uh, see. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Favorite snack or junk food? Oh, cheese. It's not even a question. Cheese. It's nice. Mm -hmm. Favorite restaurant. Oh, favorite restaurant. Holy crap. There's so many good restaurants. <laughs> uh, I would say the one I, oh man, 
I'm going to say Chipotle because I okay. eat there the most. Yep, yep. I mean, yep. if it's my birthday, I'm not going there. But like, right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite sport to play? Uh, pickleball. Nice. I got to mm-hmm. get you down. Pickleball, mm-hmm. hottest growing sport, my man. Yeah. All right. Favorite sport to watch? Uh, college football. Nice. All right. Are you a sports car guy or a, a truck? Truck. I mean, I don't have a truck, but if I choose, yeah, you're picking the truck. All right. Beach house or cabin in the woods? Uh, beach house. No question. All right. Favorite ice cream. Um, anything like coffee flavored, like, okay. Coffee, whatever. Yeah. Go. Coffee. All right. Uh, someone has given you two week paid vacation. You and Maggie. No, you got babysitters. You're two weeks. Where are you going? Uh, tropical somewhere. Tropical. We're going okay. to an all-inclusive place. Tropical. I don't know where. It doesn't matter you. at that I got point. Sounds it's good, gonna, man. It's gonna be give me that sand. Yeah. Give me that beach, mm-hmm. man. All right, nine and ten. Your favorite Bible verse? Man, that that like changes. Um, right okay. now, my favorite Bible verse is um this proverb where it talks about many a man proclaims his own steadfast love, but a faithful man who mm. can find. Okay. And so faithful is kind of like our team theme for the year. Just kind of this idea of like, hey, everybody can talk about it. Yeah. But like not but faithful. Like who who's gonna be faithful? Love um, it. I just love that. So that's my favorite verse right now. Okay. And number 10, here we go. Favorite Bible character. Favorite Bible character. Oh man. There's so there's <laughs> so many good ones. Um, I would say Paul, man. Nice. I mean. It's hard to go wrong, but but Paul Paul's one, maybe Daniel. I like Daniel a lot. I like a lot of guys. I, I hear Daniel you. would be my favorite too. I'd All say right, those are two good ones. I yeah. thought you were gonna throw Jesus out at me, you know, first and just do that. I of figure course. that's probably the most common answer, but you know, I <laughs> yeah. tried to try to go a different yeah. route a little bit. Yeah, I love it. I love. It. And I wanted to mention, you know, you guys have one of the coolest mascots because I'll tell you what, I don't know a lot of polar bears. Am I right? Polar That's right, bear? the polar bears. Mm-hmm. Margaret High School is also the polar bears, but yeah, we're I think we're the only college that has a be. polar bear mascot. Mm-hmm. You must be, coach. Yeah. We always close in prayer, coach. What's one thing I can pray for? We're getting ready to start the school year. Yeah. So my kids, our our team's about to move back. And just, you know, I, I wanna every year I I want to do a better job of kind of being calm amidst the storm. Right. Okay. You know, be be who I need to be for other people. That would be something you could pray for me about. And real, if I could just give a quick plug real quick, yep. Jim, you mentioned to other coaches trying to find your circle. Yeah, we have this call called the greater call that we mm. do monthly. And it's coaches from all over the country, every level. It's just a, a very low key Zoom call. It's just a way to connect with other Christian coaches. It's very low key. You can get on and talk. You can get on and listen. But if there's any coaches out there that would want to get connected with that call, it's a great place to meet other Christian coaches. Um, have them email me. My email's on our website. Um, and I, I'd love I'd be happy to get them on that email list. Awesome. I appreciate you shouting that out. And we'll try to put that in our show notes. Maybe uh, your email, contact info, the greater call. So coach, uh, get involved, look into that. Um, again, coaches, listeners, we thank you for taking the time to be part of the Christian Coach Podcast. Uh, We remind you that our mission field is right where you are at, and we're going to close in prayer. So thank you, Coach, for being with us. Let's take the time to pray. God, thank you for incredible conversation. Thank you for Neil. Thank you for his wife, Maggie, their kids, the opportunity 
they have now to serve up in Ohio, how you uh, just guided them, directed them throughout their different uh, places of service. Um, pray now as we get ready to start the school year, um, just as kids going back to school, the university starting back up, ultimately as the season starts back up, that you will give Coach Young um, just um, guidance, wisdom, discretion as he um, leads like Jesus, as we as coaches our ultimate goal is to be more like you. So we take this time to just pause and say, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you do. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Man.